Referee says use it. Here it comes. Nankerville has a go. Lobs the ball up. Oh, brilliantly picked up by Robinson and he scores. It almost broke down, but rescued in some style by Tane Robinson. Well, they'd love to finish it off with a try, will they? No. Happy with that. O'Malley puts it under touch. And Tasman show their credentials with a 24-12 win over an Auckland side that came here with a very strong team but got blown away in the first half by this man. Final score, Tasman 24, Auckland 12. And this man was, in fact, that man, Levi Ormua, who was uh, having a hell of a start to the NPC, and the Crusaders have absolutely invested wisely there, have they not? Uh, he was leaving Auckland defenders in his wake as the Marco began the season 2-0 and to be one of five undefeated teams in the NPC. The others, uh, Taranaki, uh, Wellington, uh, Hawke's Bay, Just, and Canterbury, who won narrowly 28-24 against North Harbour yesterday. Auckland were trailing 19-0 at half-time before going down 24-12, uh, leaving some serious questions as the competition hits up, uh, heats up. And joining us now is uh, Rugby News Magazine editor, editor uh, Campbell Burns with us this morning. Campbell, good on you uh, for being available. Uh, Auckland, Tasman, how did you see that one? Yes, Smithy, uh, look, it was, <laughs> it was an interesting one. Certainly that first half, uh, Levi Amur was, uh, was unstoppable and... Uh, Auckland were certainly out of sync as they were in the first half against the Steamers the week before. So uh, that was uh, 19-0. The game was effectively over, and although Auckland staged a bit of a comeback, it was um, much too late. So that was a good win for Tasman there. But uh, Auckland, with a few ex-All Blacks in their ranks, uh, uh, it has to be fair to say they've been slow out of the blocks. In the end. So what do you think might be missing there? Well, it's hard to say because they had uh, they brought back uh, Roger Tuivasa, um, Patrick Tuipolotu at lock, and um, Kiri Wani at number eight. So they've had had some uh, some decent players uh, on the field there, but really they just uh, they were starved of ball in the first half, and they couldn't really get any of their systems going. Um, they obviously missed a few a few first half tackles. I think uh, 19, 19 first half tackles, which is not really acceptable. So. Um, Craig McGrath, the head coach, who's a bit of a uh, defence specialist, will be working overtime in that area. But uh, I haven't said that. Uh, that they did stage a very good second-half comeback against Bay Plenty for the win. So it's not all doom and gloom yet, but they've certainly been slow to get going and uh, they'll be wanting to, to start fizzing uh, fairly soon because um, if, you drop, if you drop more than two or three games in the first month, uh, you, you're playing catch-up uh, when it comes to playoffs football. Mm, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right there. Cullen, it was nice to see Cullen Grace back. This gave his knee back well, back in May, um, and he scored in the 76th minute, so he's uh, proving that he's back to getting back to full fitness in terms of his longevity. Listen, uh, with him, Canterbury continued to be a massive threat, but they were made to work very, very hard. Yes, uh, North Harbour back at their spiritual home of uh, Onywood Domain played very well for most of that encounter. Uh Certainly in the first half, where they, they led 19-13. So Canterbury, as you, you alluded to with Cullen Grace, um, Canterbury actually uh, fielded three open sides. Um, Billy Harmon was outstanding playing number eight. But then Grace came off the off the bench and finished with that try set up by Dallas McLeod, their newest all-black. Um, so Canterbury had to work extra hard against North Harbour there. And so 
uh, that was a very promising display from Harbour, given they didn't have Sean Stevenson, who I believe was on All Blacks stand down, um, which was interesting given McLeod did play for Canterbury. So North Harbour showing early signs of promise, but they have dropped two tight games at the death. So uh, they'll be looking to turn around some of those some of those tidy games, but uh, certainly Canterbury, uh, with with a lot of depth there, uh, you would think that, that, that they will only get better as this competition goes on. Makes an interesting point. You say back at the spiritual home, uh, Oniwa Domain, is that a sign of the future? I think so. Um, I think a lot of these uh, unions are looking at it now, even uh, Billy Harmon alluded to it in the post-match interview, Canterbury's playing Taranaki and Rangiora on September 2. Uh, Wellington's going to be playing a Ranfurly Shield Challenge at the Hut Rec on Saturday. Um, so some of these smaller venues, we see at Tauranga Bay plenty have had a, a lot of success at that smaller boutique venue there. So uh, Auckland's certainly playing Waikato on September 16 at Bell Park in Pakaranga. So I, I think this is the way to go in the future. You can you can fill out a smaller ground of 5,000 rather than have a, a very small crowd in a large stadium. So. Um, I think that's good and it sort of reconnects with the, with the community and some of the clubs, so a positive move for the NPC. Uh, one of the uh, interesting games uh, over the weekend, well, I, I found it so anyway, was uh, Hawke's Bay and their last gasp but win over Counties Monaco, who I always find as a tough opponent. Uh, with a penalty try, it was a, a, a big call, but I suppose in the end the right call, no, no complaints there? I think so. I didn't. Um, I didn't uh, watch the, uh, the the detail too closely on that call, but we know that's the strength of Hawks Bay, and they were always going to put the pressure on when they won that uh, penalty and went to the went to the line out drive. So uh, they had to work really hard. Uh, unfortunate for Counties Manukau, who played well for and probably the better team for much of that, but uh, some key players um, came off the bench and did well for. Um, for Hawke's Bay, like Folau Whakatawa, Chase Tiati went into second five. So Hawke's Bay, uh, that's their second tight one in a row. Um, so they've obviously got some resilience there, but uh, hey, it's no surprise that they went back to that weapon of theirs um, to try and win the game. Right, OK. Um, other results over the weekend, um, which were uh, the, the Battle of the Kaimais. The Battle of the Kaimais, Bay of Plenty, just too good at their domain over Waikato. Yeah, that's right. Well, Waikato, like Auckland, have been a bit slow out of the blocks. They weren't too convincing in round one against Southland. Uh, and Bay of Plenty, very strong forward pack there, um, led by the likes of uh, Naitoa Koi, uh, Kurt Eklund, who tackled his heart out yesterday, uh, Nikora Broughton, sorry, on Saturday. Nikora Broughton at number eight um, set up a very good uh, try uh, there. So, I mean, Bay of Plenty, it was a tight result, but, I mean, they were very good for that. Nathan Strongman Memorial Trophy win, so uh, that I, I think the Steamers will be a dark horse uh, this year. They're, they're looking good for the playoffs, and Waikato slightly slower to the box, the blocks. But I think uh, once they get uh, Josh Iwani back on the field and back to form, that was a very tight uh, Chiefs uh, Chiefs derby there. North Harbour, um, yeah, we've mentioned them going down to uh, Canterbury, but Southland and Northland, the fifteen all stalemate. Yeah, I only only caught the. Whole. I went into extra time, and they were, uh, uh, and they stayed at fifteen all after that. So there was no golden point. Um, I can't see why you can't just have a draw. Um, <laughs> I'm sure uh, at the end of eighty minutes, we don't have to be like rugby league and everything um, in our game. But uh, look, that was uh, an interesting one. Northland scored two tries to none. Jeremiah Murray um, zipping in for a couple of good tries on the left wing, but uh, Southland relied on the boot of mainly Marty Banks there um, but there looks to be more starch in the Stags this year, they're, they're, they're tougher to score on um, and they've had a couple of home games now so 
I don't think they're going to be the easy beats of uh, uh, that we've seen in the past uh, in a few years. And of course, Northland um, were coming off their uh, their storm week, so they've had a pretty tough uh, tough week there. But they've emerged not too bad, and uh, they would have been gutted to to not take the, the full points there, but they've got something to show for it. So John Leslie, their new coach, seems to be on the right track with uh, with what they're doing with the Tanifa. Mm, yeah, interesting. I think I see his uh, son scored a try too uh, for Otago and their loss to uh, Wellington, 28-5, to in front of not many people, I've got to say, Campbell, uh, which is a little bit alarming. Um, but I also um, think that um, Jamie Joseph, they've got the right guy there to try and perhaps spark some sort of turnaround in Otago rugby down under. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, Otago, as I only saw the uh, the highlights of that game, but uh, again, they were all highlights from Wellington. Otago, uh, they've got enough super rugby talent there um, in terms of those who have played at the higher level, so I don't know why uh, they they struggled to put out a decent decent performance there. 28-5 is not what they're wanting when they've got definite um, definite aims to be making the making the quarterfinals. Um, Wellington, of course, have got a lot of depth, um, and they've got a shield challenge this this Saturday against Southland so Wellington have sort of built into the season nicely but they did have uh, a better pre-season than most unions because they had a couple of Ranfurly Shield games where they got to test some fringe players so Wellington looking good uh, problems for Otago and uh, whether whether Jamie Joseph can solve some of that uh, with his recruitment uh, next year will be interesting International rugby, there was uh, plenty over the weekend and of course uh, always a bit of drama when England plays Wales and that included Owen Farrell who uh, will be handed um, a significant ban, in fact has been for a head high, no arms tackle, who misses out on some pool matches for England. And this is interesting because going into these pre-World um, Cup games, uh, Steve Borthwick actually went for three first five eights uh, in three games, not quite knowing which one. Well, he, he knows he hasn't got Farrell now. Yeah, that's right. I hadn't caught up with the um, with the suspension for Owen Farrell, but I, I do know that... Uh uh, well, we have seen that that sort of tackling from him before. So, if that happens in a World Cup, he'll be going for longer than three weeks if, if uh, World Rugby is consistent with their judicial process. Uh, but I mean, Farrell, gee, uh, you know, he, 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 I think he probably would have been lining up as their main twelve. Uh, they've got Marcus Smith as their main ten, and George Ford, I think, in behind. So England will still be good, but Farrell is such a key member for them, and uh, it's crazy that he's. We've been there before so many times with his tackling technique and he just doesn't get it right um, so you know I mean that, that they will they're in a fairly tough pool too with Argentina uh, and Samoa as well um, so uh, and so, sorry Argentina Japan and Samoa so um, England's going to be going to be sweating on the first couple of weeks to make sure they've got enough credit in the bank there before um, Owen Farrell gets back absolutely Campbell thanks very much for your review of the weekend and the NPC and uh, no problem, we'll uh, catch up catch up there again shortly, mate. I hope the magazine's going well. Great publication. Thank you. It is. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Smithy. Cheers, uh, Rugby News Magazine. You've got to get it because it just gives you all the information that you need, not just on the NPC, but uh, going forward, it'll be a boom um, a magazine around World Cup time as well. It'll be full of all uh, the gloss that you need and the information that you will need to keep you, keep you up to date with the various squads. Farmer Para Cup uh, results over the weekend. Bay of Plenty 37, Wellington 7, uh, Northland 67, Thump Taranaki 0, Otago 37, North Harbour 12, Canterbury gave Hawke's Bay a real hiding, 84 to 14, and Manawatu, sneaky Manawatu, yes, they beat Tasman 46 to 14 yesterday 
and good old PN.